Welcome back to the energetics of everything, your favorite place to learn about all things, wealth, health, and personal development from an energetic perspective. If you are someone who is in pursuit of both being the best version of yourself and creating a wildly impactful life, then this is the place for you. Throughout this podcast, you will learn how to use my hindsight as your foresight as you identify your purpose, optimize your behavior patterns, and create a ripple effect of positive change that your soul knows you're capable of. My name is Eden Carpenter, and I am so excited to be a part of your personal growth today. Let's dive in. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Energetics of Everything. I am back here with Christina. And for today's episode, we decided to talk about our experiences and our journeys of what happens when you stop trying. What happens when you stop trying, when you let go of the agenda, when you stop trying to make something specific, and when you just surrender to the experience. So, Christina, you were riffing about this earlier. What has been shifting for you as you shift this focus from building a business to leaving a legacy? Mm. Well, first of all, I just got a surrender tattoo a couple of weeks ago. Can't really see it. It's very light. But, I love it. Um, and, no, and no one listening can see it. But yeah, when we worked together, you said something that stuck with me as everything you say sticks with me in the best way that you said, my magic is very like, oops, I created a business. <laughs> I stumbled upon wealth <laughs> and then it's accidental. And you helped me really understand that my alignment is not trying. It's not manifesting something specific. Even though I am a specific manifester, it's not like the trying to manifest something specific. Mm-hmm. It's like these specific things are in my field, but my magic has been from living in this place of purity and alignment and focusing on who I'm being and what I'm building and letting it all come in and add up however it wants to without thinking like this masterclass needs to have a hundred people and this mastermind Mm -hmm. needs to have 20 people and just being in flow with that where I find that letting go of the trying and the needing things to look a certain way has just unlocked this level of peace within myself where everything feels like abundance and everything feels full and whole and delicious. And I know it's all adding up to where I'm going because I'm moving in that direction. So there's no lack or thinking it should be some other way. And everything's just been really fun and juicy. And as a result, my magnetism has been on fucking fire. So that's what I have to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) I love that so much. Have there been any specific moments where you realized that you were trying really hard and you were able to consciously step back? Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this before, but for me, it was like, once I started hitting six figure months, then it was like, how do I keep this going? What do Mm -hmm. I need to do to make this happen? And it was this whole journey of a healing journey of coming back to myself of like nothing. You weren't the one making anything happen, bitch. You were in alignment with the universe, being who you are, doing what you love and listening to your fucking soul. And that's an energetic match. Mm -hmm. And so I think for me, it was this journey of realizing how hard I was trying after that point out of fear. And when I just let go and was like, it really doesn't matter what I make on a month to month basis. I want to focus on my alignment and my power and my legacy and the fun and the joy and giving Mm -hmm. this work to the world then all of those energetics started becoming an awareness. Like they'd come up and I'd be like, oh no, I'm not opting into that. And they'd come up again. And I'd be like, no, thank you, please unsubscribe. And there just started to be this ease where I was no longer creating problems for myself. And in the no longer creating problems, I was feeling just fucking deeply satisfied with the moment and realizing as things were magnetizing from that state on a deeper level, there is no trying involved when there's trying there's resistance. So Mm -hmm. I think that there's always stuff to notice that comes up and to just be like, Oh, look at me trying to create something. Oh, look at me trying to micromanage something. And it's been this continual letting go in the moment of relaxing and releasing behind the thoughts and the energy Mm -hmm. to surrender in the moment not like, okay, I don't care what happens. It's like, I care, but I'm not attached. I'm connected, but I'm not manipulating. So it's been really just a balancing of those energetics. I love that. Very beautiful, open ego energy as well with the recognizing that there is a desire, but also being unattached from the outcome. 
And something that I talk a lot about for just generators in general and many gens, all of us define sacral beings is the agenda because generators are really here to get lost in the process and just have fun, bounce around from idea to idea. I told you that I've just been tinkering with my courses and stuff and I'm creating some of the funnest stuff. Like I showed you the landing page. It's so fun. It's so So cute. cute. And Mm -hmm. it's not what I originally planned. There's the whole second photo shoot. There's all of these additional things that weren't part of the original plan. They're these tangents. They're these fun little moments. And I've had so much fun being in the energy of like, hee hee, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. It feels so cheeky, even though it was me who made the list in the first place and said, like, you're supposed to launch this by this day. But there's that rebellion energy of like, ooh, I know that I should be doing that, but this is so much more fun. And Mm. when I've just been leaning into that and creating things that you've seen them, I never would have planned or I couldn't have thought of, but, you know, the little nudge to make a menu before I even rewrote most of the scripts gave me the structure for the scripts that I wanted to rewrite. You know, generator energy, it expands. I think that's really Mm. the best part of the sacral is it expands something. And so if you're going into a project and you say, okay, I am going to create that, you're not giving yourself space for expansion. And so going Mm. into it with the more aligned perspective is like, okay, I'm taking this, I'm taking this one idea, this one concept, and I'm just going to expand it a little bit. And then from there, I'll respond and I'll expand the next thing. And then all of a sudden you've built this legacy and it's not, you know, a mental conception of, I see the legacy that I am going to build. You just feel the energy and, and every moment you expand it, all of a sudden it's this bigger than life thing that you've created. And you're like, I don't even know how I did that. (laughs) Mm, Yes. Yes. Because there's not a trying, there's an intentionality in what I'm building energetically. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not just like, I don't know. I'm just doing things. There's this enthusiasm in a particular direction, but it is, it's locked into the energetics of where I'm going, not thinking about like, Oh, I'm building this thing so I can one day do, but the connection to the source and the alignment with the self that allows you to be in this frequency where you know where to go, when to turn and what to do, even if you don't consciously know that, where you look back and you're like, holy shit, I built a business. Holy shit. I created this. And it's just so fun that way because God, anytime I've gotten stuck in trying I read this about generators specifically. It's like, if you feel like you're trying to do things, you get really frustrated because nothing works and happens. And you're like, ah, And it's like, as soon as I'm just like, oh, the trying energy is the trying to make something happen. But the truth is that everything already exists energetically in your field. So it's like, once you just let go of the trying and align with that frequency and follow the energetic breadcrumbs, you're like, oh, here's the thing I was trying so hard to create that was circling around my field and in this space. And I just like let it in when I stopped trying, because it's like, the trying is saying it doesn't exist and I want to create it, but the desire for it is the acknowledgement that it does already exist and I feel it. So I Mm -hmm. think that letting go of the trying and just showing up with that potent energy of, I love what I'm doing. I love who I'm being and following my impulses for the fun without the attachment has allowed me to feel so much more connected to what I'm doing. First of all, most importantly, and then the results just follow that. Mm -hmm. I think that's so true. It's just reminding me of passenger consciousness and that theory from human design where you are not your body. Your human is the form. We have your form and your formless self. So in human design, the unconscious design or everything in red is the form and everything that is conscious or the black side of the column is the formless part of you. So the spirit, the soul, the conscious part of you that is living in this body and experiencing life on planet earth through this human body. And so the passenger consciousness kind of perspective is that your conscious mind your soul has a purpose here. I see it as like my six line and my two line. So my two line is my body. It's my form part. And my six line is my soul. It's like my formless part. And so that's been how I've been seeing it. My conscious mind is a passenger. And so maybe my conscious mind is here to say something very specific or to take pictures of specifically the beach at sunset. Okay. But if the vehicle is not at the beach, at sunset, the passenger can't take pictures. 
And so what this means is that your body has to be in the right location in order for that conscious mind to come through and actually do its part. Mm -hmm. The trying energy is the mind saying, I need to be taking pictures of the beach at sunset, but you're in the forest and it's morning. (laughs) So you're freaking out. She's like, I should be doing this thing. I have to do this thing. I have to get these pictures. And it's just a mind-body disconnect. And so if we're in this, I have to do this or I have to make myself do this, you have a separation of self because who is I and who is myself? If Mm. I have to make myself do this, (laughs) who is I in that situation and who is myself? (laughs) Because there's a disconnect there. And if you close your fist, it doesn't matter how many times you think the word open, 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 I have to make myself open my hand. The actual movement of opening your hand, the decision to open your hand is coming from that formed part of you. It's coming from your muscles. I think open my hand and the actual decision to make that it's in my fingertips. It's not in my brain. It's in my fingertips Mm. for some reason. Mm -hmm. So when we're not trying, we're allowing our unconscious mind to literally just exist. And when we allow it to exist, it will do two things. It will just exist in alignment because that is what we do. We are the embodiment of our design. We don't have to try and be ourselves. We just are ourselves. Mm. We are this embodiment. And so if you just follow, it's like you have to let your body get into the right places. And then you'll have these moments where your consciousness is pulled forward and you are asked to share that big perspective or you were put in a situation like I'm put in situations where I get to be a role model, where I get to respond, I get to create. I don't get to do that until my body is in the right place. When we are trying, it pretty much means that your conscious mind is really focused on something and it is ready to do the thing that it is ready to do. But unconsciously, there's a couple of things that need to be shifted. And so this is more of like on the 3D plane, right? Maybe that idea that's going to come through, it's not going to come through until you start walking. Mm -hmm. It's the like, I need the idea. I need the idea. And your body is saying, move. And so if you just stop trying to search for the idea, eventually the idea will come to you when your body is doing what it needs to do. So yeah, that's been my fun perspective. It was playing with letting my body lead and then just kind of following it. And then in those moments where I do have that conscious awareness, I can pop in and be like, oh yeah, this is what I'm doing. You're like, oh yeah, I can help with this, but it's not, I have to plan every step and figure out how I'm going to get from here to there. Yeah. Mm, first of all, before I respond to that, I just want to say, I love you so much. You're so brilliant. Everything that comes out of your mouth is just like, who is this incredible human? And how fun it is that our friendship, it's like, these are the conversations we have regularly. Like, this isn't just what we're doing professionally to talk on a podcast. <laughs> this is like what we talk about all the time. And I just love that. And yeah, I think it's like the body has so much wisdom and information because it's like pure energetic resonance. You can feel when you're so tuned in, like I I can feel when people are about to message me for private coaching. I know when someone I haven't talked to in five years is about to send me a text. I think of the word legacy for a program. And then I see legacy on a license plate. And I'm like, duh, of course, because there's no separation of the the mind energetics to get in the way. It's Mm -hmm. just like a flow of that energy when you're tuned into that and you have enough evidence that like, Oh, I'm tapped into this energetic ecosystem and there are synchronicities and there's support. I think it becomes easier to recognize when your humans trying to be like, move over spirit. I need to drive and get over here. And to realize for me personally, never once in my life ever has me trying to make something happen, made it happen. And the most magical, beautiful experiences It's just like, I don't know. I was just being who I am (laughs) and it just came through and it just happened. I just walked in this direction. I just moved in this way that there's something bigger than me that is also simultaneously me that's downloading information and, and inspiration and energy into me that's causing me to move in certain ways that I don't always know in the moment why. And then I'll realize, I guess I did know on some level. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hindsight's always 2020. I can look back I'm like, oh, now I see. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now I see yeah. clearly. But this is why I wanted to have more conversational podcast episodes is because this is the kind of stuff I just have in conversation. These are just the conversations that I have and they're deep, they're profound, they're so much fun. And it's so much easier than me structuring out a whole thing. And it's like, that's a whole thing about my design as well. But yeah, I actually, I want to talk about your conscious and unconscious designs because I think that would be fun. Let's do it. So your body is a sacral generator. 
And your mind is a splenic projector with a wide split. So you have your head and your ajna defined in that conscious side, and you have your root center and your splenic center defined there. So pretty much your body is here to, with the five to 15, literally just be magnetic and follow the flow. Just find your rhythm, find your rhythm, find your flow, feel into what feels good, increase that magnetism. That one's the one that Amanda Francis has. And when she talks about this is my new energetic minimum, and then she stretches into that and stretches into a new level, that's the 515 energy to me. It's like, this is what Mm. is, I'm going to expand it and then create the rhythm that is just living at that rhythm, living at the frequency of 100k months. I'm just going to live there for a while. And then she increases that thermostat and moves it to a new extreme. She expands it a little bit more. Sacral energy, expansion. (laughs) But it's expanding an identity too. You're expanding your identity. So for Mm. you, when your body is just responding, when you are just moving into like, ooh, I feel like my soul and who I am is expanded when I go in this direction then that's a yes for you. And so your body is just going to bring you to the people that expand you, the situations that expand you, the things that make you feel so deeply magnetic. And so your body is just going to become more and more and more magnetic. And as it's this beautiful magnetic individual, it's going to provide you with opportunities to be this conscious individual who can share insights, be like, oh, you're confused about this. Let me simplify and give you that aha moment. So when you're responding, your body is just living life and following what lights it up your conscious mind can come in at the right moments and turn someone's confusion into a like blow their mind aha i understand things that's where you get to correct systems and big scale big picture things you have all this collective energy and so Mm -hmm. if you get to be this big person in the collective you get to correct the systems you get to shape your experiences you get to feel delighted with the whole thing you evolve you move forward you move systems forward consciously when your body is in the right place so it's Mm. extra 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 important for you to just be responding and it's funny because mine's the opposite my body is a triple split emotional projector and my mind is a sacral mani gen and so i energetically my body waits for invitations and then i'm able to respond and so if you think about you reached out to me and you were like oh you're in my dream or something like that and i was like oh that's so funny i've literally been feeling through this thing that was an invitation for my emotions for my decision that i was making and so it invited that and then i was able to consciously respond and be like oh wow that's right like i was gonna reach out to her and initiate this thing (laughs) and then we initiated it and like now we're here (laughs) yeah oh i love that i think the body is not really something that's talked about as much as the mind and for me i don't know if this is out of alignment for having a defined mind but i don't change my thoughts i'm just so wildly uninterested in the whole fucking thing i just wake up from the whole story and i'm like unsubscribe no thank you i want to live in reality of like infinite potential and for me that is the pathway to the body where all is like perfect whole and complete where every i'm already an energetic match to everything mm-hmm. so from there it's like anything that wants to come through any information, any ideas, any downloads, any refinements in what I'm doing, it's very clean. It's just like, oh, what if I did this? Oh, you know what? Like I can feel. So as we were talking about before this episode, it's like our mind sometimes can look at things as, I mean, not sometimes it just does generally like a problem. But when you're connected to the body, you can feel the energy of something and you're like, hmm, what if instead of making it a problem, like I like deepen the energy here. Ooh, there's something coming through about changing these words. Ooh, what if I did this? There's like the source is just like blasting through your body mm-hmm. and you can feel it in a way that your mind can't understand, which is why I think intuition is fascinating because sometimes it's very loud where it's like, go to Eero Paris and buy these pants. And I'm like, okay. And other times it's just like, pull over on the side of the road and go to this store. And I don't always know exactly what's going on, but there is something that is so powerful to say and to realize that it's like your body does, and you can't access that when there's so much mind noise and information that's confusing to you Mm -hmm. because that's just not where it is. Yeah. Yeah. I really love the theory that we don't manifest consciously. We manifest unconsciously. And if you think about it, Your conscious thoughts are usually so chaotic that I wouldn't want that manifesting. My thoughts go from, I am the worst person in the world to I am superhuman on a regular basis, right? (laughs) 
You're like, oh, I love my hair. Oh, I hate my hair. It's on a daily basis. We go to these extremes. And so if every single conscious thought that popped into your mind as dramatically as we think, if that was our reality, the world would be chaos. But it's our Mm. unconscious programming that really is setting that tone of what's actually happening and what's being manifested. You were mentioning the mind. You don't change your thoughts And I love that for the defined head and defined Ajna because you're here to have a fixed perspective. You're here to continue to refine Mm. your fixed perspective. But people with the undefined Ajna, for them in the moment, it's more powerful for them to be able to see both sides of the story and zoom Mm. out and be like, okay, nothing is actually true. Ultimately, I can choose anything. And for us, I have affirmations. I have things that I think over and over and over again that I reference and I remind myself of. And it's just because I think through that fixed perspective, refining that perspective, right? It's like, I'm unsubscribing that. I'm completely removing it from my perspective. It's not an option anymore. Mm. (laughs) I have deleted it, right? And so it's for us, we are here to define that perspective over and over again versus that undefined Ajna. It's so much more powerful for them to be able to not get attached to a perspective and say like, okay, I can see it from this perspective. This is valuable to me right now, but I'm going to look at it from this way in the future. You're close-minded with a defined head and Ajna. You come up with your inspirational thoughts, you process it, you come to your own conclusions. And like, sure, other people can offer things to you, but if it doesn't fit that lens, your body is just going to reject it. Be like, nope, that's not it. So yeah, I don't know what I was responding to, but that's what I said. (laughs) Well, I love that because I just think for me, thinking new thoughts does absolutely nothing. It's like lymphatic energy for me. It doesn't make me feel anything, Mm -hmm. but cracking open beyond identification with all thoughts. I'm like, oh, here it is. So how I thrive really is by my fixed perspective is like, it's very black and white to me. You're either living in reality or you're living in a story. You're either living in your mind or you're living in your body. You're either in presence or in your programming. You're either in power or you're in pain. You just can't be in both at the same time. So for me, because my mind is so loud and heavy and mean (laughs) and traumatic and dark and intense from my conditioning, it can feel like, "Ah." but again, using that feeling as an alarm clock to awaken dissolves the whole story making machine instantly where Mm. it's just like, Oh, look, I was tripping balls. It's just a piece of lint on the filter of awareness that helps me just crack open in a way that shifting the individual thoughts personally for me wouldn't do because I've just built this relationship with my mind where I'm just like, Oh, it's just like this gramophone. It's this radio. It's just this other identity that's been conditioned by life and the fastest path to peace and to connecting to my body and to living in alignment and to creating through my natural state of being unconsciously, but through consciousness has been from living in the present moment. Because Mm -hmm. when I'm in the present moment, if anything is happening unconsciously, it comes up. Like, it's not like, oh my God, I don't know why I did that. Like I can feel that there's resistance to the moment. And instead of like, oh, I need to do all this work on my things to kind of heal this thing. I just see it and I dissolve it with my awareness whenever it comes up. And then it just completely disintegrates, which for me is so powerful because then I'm not constantly stuck in more stories, trying to heal and fix and change stories. I'm just like, that's another one. That's another one. That's another one. And it just like blasted the fuck open where I can connect to my body. I am naturally in alignment with my highest self and my desires And then things start floating in and I just see, oh, all I needed to do was just not stay stuck in the stories. And it's such a cleaner path for me. I love that. (laughs) I think I still have to filter out because I don't have a defined head center. And so I do get the inspiration. And so it's like, okay, is this thought mine? Is this thought not mine? There is some sorting for me. I love that you have the ability to have such clarity and be like, okay, those are stories. Those are stories. Those are stories. I'm either living in a story or I'm not. That is, yeah, yeah, I'm going to borrow that. Thank you. (laughs) It just for me is simpler and cleaner. I just honestly look at everything my mind says is like, ignore it all, unsubscribe from all of it because Mm -hmm. why do I need to go into my mind when I'm just washing the dishes? Why do I need to think about what's going to happen when I'm just here? Mm -hmm. I just have really transcended the relationship 
with time and dissolve the illusion of self where I'm like, this is where all the problems and the pain comes from. Thinking this is me identifying being like, oh no, what am I going to do about this thing? And it's like, that's not my problem. That's my mind's problem. My mind can worry and be afraid of that, but I can be here shaving my legs, enjoying myself. And that to me, it's just been so healing because I was so stuck in that for a long time where I was like, God, I'm anxious. I'm depressed. I'm worried. I'm scared. And it's like, is it possible that you just have this inner roommate that is all of those things? And that's not you. And when you just Mm -hmm. start to see that as an identity, you're just like, okay, thanks for sharing, but I'm probably not going to take financial advice from you when there's a gap between a sale and you all of a sudden are starting to think about being homeless. That's not really aligned (laughs) for me. I really understand where you grew up and what your life was, but no, thank you, please. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Those slippery slopes where you're like, okay, I know the story is saying that I'm about to be homeless, but hold on a second. (laughs) What's really happening here? (laughs) Yeah. And it feels so real to the body, which is why I think that it's so important to- The sensations are real. Yeah. Stories can create real sensations. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the thing is like a lot of times we don't even realize that we're just having thoughts and that there's an energetic charge around the thought. We think we're just thinking about what's actually happening in reality. And that's where we create it. To loop it back to our whole conversation about not trying- when we believe the story and there's an energetic charge around it, we think Mm -hmm. it's happening. Then we automatically do try to control, to manipulate, to make happen because we're like, Ooh, something's off in here. I need to fix something out there to feel this way. When really it's like, hold on a second. That's not even happening out there. It's just happening in here. And when you can deal with that, then I think the fixing and the manipulating and the trying starts to dissolve and you just melt into the moment. And then things Mm -hmm. start to just open up because you're not reacting to that story and from that identity and you're just responding as yourself. And it's also really powerful to be able to realize that the mind is creating the sensations and the emotions. The thoughts are creating the emotions. The dishes are not making you anxious. (laughs) It's not the dishes that's making you anxious. It's not the present moment and the situation. Sometimes we'll go to bed and I'll be having thoughts about the launch or these posts or social media, my business. I'm like, okay, I'm laying in bed right now. None of that is real. None of that matters right now. I can't do anything about it right now, which means it does me no good. These thoughts, these stories, these sensations are not valuable to me right now because Mm. that's actually me just time traveling into the future. But future me doesn't want past me to have gotten up out of bed in the middle of the night to go (laughs) frantically work on something because she was anxious. That's not what future me wants. That's not how it works. I loved what you were saying about the body knows how to do things. And I think about, have you ever been driving and just lost in thought? And then all of a sudden you get to your destination. You're like, whoa, I don't remember getting here. I don't remember turning. I don't remember the last 30 minutes. I don't know if I actually stopped at that stoplight. You don't actually remember (laughs) because your body was unconsciously driving the car while your conscious mind was in la la land in some whole story, different dimension, or like you're talking on the phone and you're just really in that conversation. And that's because like the mind and the body are different. Mm. A lot of things that I see when we're trying to do things, it's really our mind is trying to control our body and that Mm. doesn't work. And so it's, again, you're trying to get yourself up off the couch to go do the dishes or something. Your mind is not the one who's going to get up off the couch and do the dishes. And if your mind is trying, it's going to go through the steps. It's going to say, okay, all you have to do is stand up, walk over to the kitchen, turn on the faucet, unload the dishwasher. It's going through all these steps, but then mentally you've experienced it already. Mentally, Mm. you have gotten up, you have seen yourself walk across the room, you've seen yourself unloading the dishes already, you've created the story. And so your body's like, okay, cool. I saw that happen. And then you're like on the couch, you're like, oh no, I didn't actually get them done yet. I haven't gotten it done yet. And it's just this cycle of your mind just telling you that you need to do the dishes. You're like, I should do the dishes. I should do the dishes. And the trick there is not thinking harder and walking yourself through all of the little tiny steps. It's stopping your thoughts and standing up. Mm. Like that's what's gonna, as soon as you move your body, as soon as you stand up, you have completely changed the state. You've completely changed the game. As soon as you stand up, you will actually be able to do the dishes, but you also don't need to think that hard. Your (laughs) mind does not need to be involved doing the dishes. Your body knows what to do. You don't have to think scrub, rinse. (laughs) It's not that complicated. 
Well, this is what I love about talking about the piece of <sighs> living in alignment, but also building a legacy. As I've just decided, I'm here to do big shit. I'm here to create a ripple in the fabric of existence. I don't have to think so hard or honestly at all about how to get where I'm going because my body just knows I make sure that I'm in my own energy. And then I'm like, I feel like talking about this thing post. I have an idea for an email send, or I don't feel like doing anything right now. And I listen, I don't feel like doing anything again. I listen. Oh, I have an idea that following to me, that ability to not use your mind to get to where you want to go, but to use your mind to process, or maybe just for my design specific process, things that I've learned deepen my own understanding of things, turn that into wisdom, turn that into information. But it's like the mind for me, I use it to understand what I already know in my bones. And I'm kind of looking at it as a little science experiment. Like, Ooh, I got a download to share this thing. I immediately shared on my stories. Somebody just reached out to buy as soon as I did that doesn't happen every time, but how interesting that I listened to that and I felt it. And it wasn't like, I should do a post on private coaching to see if somebody will buy it today. It's just a different frequency. And so I think for me, when you're tuned into the frequency of self and source, and you know that you're building something so incredibly massive, that's here to elevate the planet. And you're not in these energetics of trying to make it happen. You're connected to something so much bigger and deeper that allows what wants to happen and what wants to come through you to come through you instead of trying to say, actually, life, this is what should happen, where Mm -hmm. life just wants an open dance partner, not somebody who's like, this is the song, this is the move. And life's like, ooh, okay, well, I'm out. (laughs) Yeah. And I also feel like it's so important to just be able to trust yourself and trust the actions that you're being guided to take, even if you don't know why you're doing it. There's been so many times where I am getting a certain example or I'm bringing up something random or I'm telling a certain story or I feel called to say something. And in my mind, I can consciously be like watching myself say that and be like, why are you saying that? I have no idea why you are saying this right now. And then like you get the comments that are like, oh my God, that is literally exactly what I needed to hear. Or Mm -hmm. I had a story and I tell a little example and someone's like, butterflies are literally my sign of alignment thank you that's why you use those words things like that where when you do trust yourself at that level at some point you also get to become this outer authority you get to be this Mm. source for collective consciousness to speak through you because you trust yourself so much that you become a player on a bigger level and that's where legacy really happens we don't try and impact people if you're trying to impact a client you are not listening if you're sitting on a coaching Mm. call thinking i have to give them results you're not listening you're not taking in what they're saying and being present with the conversation you're not holding that space your mind is somewhere else so of course you're gonna be like oh no what do i have to say when the moment comes up for you to speak because you're not paying attention (laughs) right you're not plugged in to listen and feel Mm -hmm. i love that and it reminds me that This past week, I haven't had any real inspiration or energy to create something new. And I don't know if you remember this. Well, you definitely remember how I always deleted everything on my feed that wasn't aligned since the beginning of time. But I used to feel really crunchy about repurposing things. It was like, oh, but I said that in February of 2021. Are people going to be like, oh, she already said that. And this week I was like, I was just doing other things and I just felt called to just repurpose things. And there was still that kind of edge of like, I've already said all of these things. If you go back on my feed, you'll see them just not too far ago, but I've gotten like 2000 followers in the past week from them and they've all exploded. And I just thought to myself, how interesting that it's like, when we get out of our own way and we live from our body and we follow those responses, it's like, I don't know why I'm feeling called to repost this. Mm -hmm. I don't really feel aligned with this message where it's alive within me right here, right now today to share it. But there's something within me that's like, share it, say that, do this. And it's really beautiful when you can see that connection, because I think it just deepens your own trust with self and with the source. And then it helps you to, like I was saying before, recognize when you're trying versus when you're receiving information and you're in that alignment. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's like, you can't try and channel. Channeling just happens. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The best example. Don't try, just do. Yeah. I made a thread about this. Threads? Threads. I already like forgot. Post on threads. That? <laughs> <laughs> One of my posts on threads was about this. I said, you already are the embodiment of your human design. Literally just existing. You're the embodiment of your human design. You don't have to do more. In fact, I'd like to see you try and do less. Do less. Just exist. See what happens. 
And I feel like that is so good. Yeah. That's my vibe right now. It's like do less, just exist and see what happens because trying energy is your conscious mind is focusing on what it wants, where it wants to be, but it's not here. Anytime you're trying, you're not able to respond. You're not able to wait for an invitation. You're not able to see that there's an opportunity to initiate right in front of you. Mm. Yeah. And I think what's important too, is you've still got to be connected to the body to just exist because if you're not connected to your body and you're not connected to yourself and you just try to do less, it's still trying. You know what I mean? Like, I remember when I would see people doing copy for their marketing and I'd be like, they're not using a lot of words and they're very potent and magnetic. And so I'd be like, I'm just not going to use a lot of words, but I wasn't in alignment. It was like, I was trying to just say less, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't embodied and aligned with that. So it was feeling like not the vibe. So it's like, yeah, your energetic potency carries you where you naturally do less or say less or say more or do more, but it's all from this effortless energetic pulse feeling what's happening, what's alive in this moment. And it's a natural place where there's no transactional energy of like, I've got to do this to get this. It's like, I receive because I receive I'm aligned because I'm aligned. And now what do I want to do? Mm -hmm. I love that. I love our conversations. They're Uh... just like. Uh, yeah I'm like oh yeah <laughs> that's right uh, Life. Ooh, I think that's bringing up you mentioned just being in the body and I want to talk about emotions I'm an emotional authority and studying human design from that perspective even up until like maybe two years ago I felt this almost guilt for not knowing how I felt all the time I'm like, I'm an emotional authority. Mm. This must mean that I'm repressing my emotions and I'm just still not open to them. I'm still not letting them in. I just had this story that I was repressing my emotions because I didn't always know or understand why I was feeling the way that I felt. And I learned way later than I feel like I should have, (laughs) but whatever. I learned at the perfect time that it's not about intellectualizing your feelings. It's not about understanding your feelings from a mental perspective. It's about feeling the sensation in your body. And so Mm. it's not about, okay, this is anger and I'm going to label it as this. And then I'm going to alchemize anger into peace because on the spectrum of emotions, that's the direction it goes. It's literally just coming into your body and be like, oh, wow, heat. There's like blue heat in my stomach on a little bit of a left side and kind of feels bubbly. Mm. Okay. And then you just lean into that sensation because the sensation is like the nerves are firing there there's nerves, there's energy happening in your body. And I read a statistic that said it takes about 90 seconds for an emotion to actually pass. And so Mm. I will just like look at the clock, see what time it is, sit with that sensation and just try and describe what I'm feeling for two minutes. Not do anything with it, not say this is anger. The first time when I was 11 years old, I felt this sensation (laughs) when I was bullied on the playground or anything like that. It's just what am I feeling? Where is it? Does it have a color? Does it want to move? And I just pay attention to it for two minutes and that's it. It's so amazing to just see my body relax. And it's almost like I can ride a full emotional wave in a few minutes. And instead of seeing it as like, I am on the roller coaster of emotional waves. I'm like, okay, if my emotions are an entire theme park, what if I'm just watching the carousel? I'm watching it go around in a circle. I'm watching the cycles. I'm watching the patterns. I'm witnessing it. It's still fun. It's still a great time, but I don't have to feel all of the ups and downs. I get to just watch it. So yeah, I've been watching it and then just feeling into what is the sensation? Does it have a color? Does it have a texture? Where does it want to go? Sometimes that's interesting. And you'll realize like, oh, this weird feeling or this spiky black thing wants to shake a little bit. And then all of a sudden it's not a spiky black thing. It feels (laughs) more gray. Things like that, using words, colors, textures, images, That has been so helpful. And it's even helpful with, I asked my little niece, she's three. She was sad about something. Okay, what color do you feel? And she's like, red. I'm like, okay, yeah. Where where do you feel red? And she was saying like, it's like right here on her cheeks. She feels red. Oh, damn. High level shit. (laughs) She's like, it's in my auric field somewhere. I'm locating. (laughs) I just asked her, I'm like, where do you feel red? And she's like, it's in my cheeks right now. And we just sat with that for a couple of minutes. It was like she couldn't have a cookie before dinner. Made her cheeks feel red. We felt that sensation. We talked about why did mommy say no cookie? Do you think you'll get one after? She's crying. She's 
dysregulated. She's having an emotion that feels ginormous for her teeny tiny body. And if everyone around her is like, no, just calm down. You're fine. You're fine. You're not acknowledging that like she feels something and her body is like, I'm freaking out. I'm feeling something really big. And so you give Mm. words to it. You give images to it so that the body can process it. The unconscious isn't like, oh my God, this scary thing happened and I don't know what's going on. It's like, okay, cool. I'm feeling red. And then maybe in the future, like, oh, I've felt red before. And it, it goes mm. away. Red feels red goes away. Sometimes I feel green. Sometimes I feel blue. Yeah. It's been really fun to play with colors and textures instead of what emotion is this and where do I need to go on the emotional spectrum of things? It's been like way out of my head and into my body. I, I love that because I've been on my own journey with that recently where something that's really helpful for me is not associating the feeling with something that's happening where my mind wants Mm -hmm. to be like, you feel this way because of this. And then that outsources my power to this thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm feeling this. Here's the energy. I have been deepening my process with okay, there's something like, I'm like this radio station. I'm a channel there. I'm on a specific frequency. And then all of a sudden something shifts in the body. Someone turned on the heat, someone turned on the air conditioning and I feel it. And I go into like the, being the inner explorer of my space. Like you're saying, what's it feel like the temperature? It's sticky. It's like, ugh, it's ugh. Mm-hmm. And processing it, soaking it up like a sponge in my body where I feel it all. Like it's taking up my whole existence And then releasing it, clearing it out. And then I'm kind of like, okay, there's my power. Because the Mm -hmm. thing is, the mind is always going to say, oh, we're feeling this way because this person said this thing on Instagram. We're feeling this way because we saw this person's following grew this much or because this many people reached out but didn't or the money or whatever the fuck. And you're like, no, I'm feeling this energy in my body. And my mind is projecting thoughts onto the energy. But Mm -hmm. when I deal with the energy, then I can kind of separate the thoughts of what's happening from the energy. And then I'm free from what's happening because I'm not believing that, oh, I'm feeling this way because of that, which means that shouldn't be happening, which means I shouldn't be feeling this. It's just this full honoring and allowance of what I'm actually feeling, exploring Mm -hmm. it, releasing it. And recognizing that my mind's trying to project onto something so that the next time that thing happens, I can be more aware to not get lost in that energetic charge of thinking this is wrong or bad. It's just energy that's coming up. As we talked about before, it's like, I can handle it. I can handle feelings and sensations. And even though my mind wants to be like, absolutely not and blame and cause all these problems for why we're feeling there's just such an invitation to growth when you're just like, it's just energy. I can handle this. I might be afraid of the thoughts about what the feelings Mm -hmm. mean, but really it's just a sensation that's passing through. Like you said, that's like a black spiky thing. And if it's just a black spiky thing, I don't know, that doesn't feel so scary as the thought around it. that's Mm -hmm. causing me to close off around the emotion in the first place. Yeah. The story of I'm going to be homeless next week or no. (laughs) So funny. It's It's so so crazy because you see, you're like, but why would I be homeless? I just had my biggest day in business ever. It doesn't make any sense, sense, but I fucking believe it when there's Mm. no space around it to just be like, here's a contraction. Let me relax. Let me feel it. Let me release. And then let me notice the thought and like, oh, hee hee hee. That's so cute. (laughs) It's adorable. Yeah. Can I share a rapid resolution therapy perspective with you? Please. Yes. So in rapid resolution therapy, we learned about emotions and the RRT perspective is that the situation does not cause the emotions, the mind does. The example that they like to use is if there's a lion and there's a zebra. The zebra might see some rustling in the leaves and they get that response to start running. They get that adrenaline release. They get all of the thoughts, the feelings, the nervous system response. Now it's easy to say that the zebra freaked out because of the lion. The lion made the zebra freak out. But if you think about it, the lion doesn't want the zebra to know that they're there. The lion does not want the zebra (laughs) to be reactive. It does not want the zebra to be running away. Ideally, the the zebra would be tired and listless and kind of dumb and just sitting there, not hyper aware, just chilling so the lion could come in and get lunch. And so it's not the lion. It's not the situation that is causing that reaction. It is 
the mind that is interpreting data and giving you a specific mm -hmm. story. So if you think mm -hmm. about a woman who goes on a date and maybe she had a bad experience previously, it's easy to say, oh, dating is challenging for her because that guy previously a bad experience, it's his fault but you're creating like, she's in a different situation. She's just going to dinner with a new person. Yes, something happened in the past, but there is no proof that this person is gonna cause her those sensations. If she's experiencing those sensations in her mind of anxiety or panic or anything like that, she's creating them because her body is looking at data and saying, this is important to pay attention to. I have to, for my survival, react this way, create the sensation. And so our mind will create sensations to give us energy so that we can take action. The lion with the zebra, the zebra needs to stay alive. And so the zebra is safer running from all rustling leaves than it is no. not running from any of them. <laughs> That's what's happening at a very, very unconscious level. And I see it as the unconscious is at most seven years old because our conscious mm. awareness comes in around seven. If you think of there's this emotional reaction that's happening, like, okay, seven-year-old me is interpreting this data as scary, too much, big, threatening to me in some way. Adult me can look at that and say, okay, thank you. I know that you're scared. I know that this may have felt a certain way, but let's actually look at the facts here. <laughs> like, we're not actually in a life-threatening situation. You're pressing send on an email. You're hitting post on something. You're publishing a new Instagram story. It's not a life or death situation. It just feels like it is because it's really important to you at some level. Mm -hmm. Taking out those triggers is like labeling things as unimportant. So, you know, of course, if you're conscious of it, you can say, oh, wow, my you know six-year-old self is really afraid of rejection right now. And you can clear that trigger. You don't have to be triggered by the thought of rejection anymore. You can create that new pattern for yourself as soon as you realize that it's not the situation. It is your mind yeah. creating emotions. You have all of the power. Yeah. That brings me back to like, as soon as you're conscious, you should be confident because you have the power to make the choice. <laughs> Which is why it's so beautiful to see things, I think, as an opportunity, because then I think we have this unrealistic expectation that it's like, I should feel powerful all the time. And it's like, but how the fuck do you think you feel powerful? It's by recognizing when you don't feel powerful, that you're tripping balls in your own mind, you've gotten lost in some conditioning, and then your power is awakening, is feeling it, is releasing it, is choosing again, is aligning with who you really are over and over and over again, where these things are just like, ah, ha, ha, come at me, rustling leaves. Like, I know that you're nothing more <laughs> than just like a shadow of my own mind. And then it's like, we're not so afraid. We're not like looking around every corner and looking over our shoulder and trying to avoid these feelings and situations because we're like, I'm not actually afraid of this thing happening. My mind is projecting that I would feel this way if this thing were to happen, but I recognize that I'm already feeling this way now. So if I'm already feeling this way now, let me get curious about what the experience is, realize what I'm creating, move through it, and then just recognize when my mind's trying to be like, oh, that would be so scary. And just like, okay, cool. I got it. It really does take a lot of awareness, but I think the desire to, oh God, just not want to suffer anymore is like the catalyst when you're mm -hmm. really just like, I don't want to be on this roller coaster of happy when this happens, unhappy when this happens, feeling good, feeling bad. You just completely change the game to be like, actually, I want to evolve. And actually I want to generate the energy I want to feel mm -hmm. and to use these as portals to awakening instead of letting them zap my energy and tell me how I can feel. Yeah. It's almost like a game of hide and seek. You're the creator of your own delusional reality. Everyone's in their own little holographic experience and hallucination, <laughs> I swear. You're in your own little world and you're hiding your power from yourself. You're creating these situations, but then it's like a game of hide and seek, but you're playing with yourself. You're like, oh, look, I hid my power. Like, ooh, that was a good hiding spot. I felt really powerless there for a second. Good one. Like, that's funny. <laughs> and then you get to like it play is. with it. Yeah, I love it where... You're like, okay, I feel really powerless right now. The level has changed. This is a good hiding spot, but where is it? Like, where are you hiding right now? Almost think of it, it like that. Like in every situation, if you feel powerless, it's just you're playing hide and seek with your power because it's fun. We play hide and seek because it's fun. It's a game. It's not to become a better hunter or to be a best hider or whatever. It's just a game you play with kids to pass the time. 
that's us as conscious beings, we're passing the time. It's so much more fun to remember that you have power and overcome a fun situation than to consistently be experiencing like I am all powerful. I know what I'm doing. And like that is human experience. That is duality. We don't feel Mm. powerful without feeling unpowerful, without feeling powerless. If you always feel powerful, then that's just existence. It doesn't feel powerful without the contrast of being powerless at the same time. And so because we live in that reality where there's both, we can experience really extreme sensations of feeling powerful because we're experiencing situations where we've hit it so much and then we find it. It's the contrast of where you're going and where you finish. I feel like it's that that creates that sensation of, wow, I feel really powerful. It's like if you go from feeling very powerless to very, very powerful, that's a big jump. And of course, it's going to feel really extreme versus if you're like 99% power to 100% power. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's cool too, because it's like, for me, I feel like I had not really the opposite experience, but I found myself where I was like, oh, I'm like playing the game, but I'm playing games. I don't really want to play where I was like Mm. extending too much time in the like, oh, he, he, what if I was this powerless being? And like, what if life just didn't love me and I wasn't supported? And then I started being like, I'm kind of sick of that game. I played it for a long time. I want to play the game where I use whatever is happening to grow and expand me when I want to shrink. And that's been really fun for me because I do feel like a video game where it's just like, nom, 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 nom. Like I'm eating all the things and I'm getting bigger. It's like, oh, person messages me from something I posted on my stories 76 weeks ago to tell me I'm ugly. How do I want to respond? (laughs) You know? Oh, thank you for stalking me for almost two years. You know what I actually said? I said, I'm so happy to see you're enjoying your Tuesday. (laughs) It was so, it was just, yeah. But yeah, it is a game. And I think that it's just beautiful when you understand that it's all for your evolution. Mm -hmm. Truly, that's the power. It is. You are powerful. Life is a game. Play whatever version of the game feels like the most fun to you right now. And as soon as that version of the game gets boring play a new game and that's it (laughs) there's no agenda that's the episode folks (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for listening and thank you christina for talking to me today this has been absolutely delightful and we will talk to you guys very soon 